Bye. My name's Peter. My name's Roxy. One month after we met, we knew that we were going to be together forever. We decided to start recording our relationship and we're putting it online. One year later. Enjoy. Saturday, June the 11th. Hello, Roxy. Oh, hi, Peter. We're doing a podcast. We are. What did you want to talk about? Uh, you met my parents today. Yeah, that's true. I you met, God. like, a third of your parents? Yes, you met a third of my parents. Two, my... two, two thirds. I, I don't know how to two do that. <laughs> two thirds. I think, yeah, I met two thirds of, of your parents. Of my three parents. Yes. Good Lord. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. My, yeah. my mother and my stepfather. Whose name? Is also Peter. <gasps> <laughs> you know my ex's father's name is Peter. Well, yeah. Although <laughs> your stepfather's first wife also had the same name as your mum, so yeah. What a crazy world. Well, you know, white people and their names. How did it go? They love you. They think you're great. Why is that? Because they said that you are smart, and they said that you are. They said I had good social skills, <laughs> <laughs> which is so important. Oh, it is. Yeah, they're, I mean, they've, they've met people that don't have good social skills. Huh. I, I may have introduced them to people who are less... Uh, <laughs> sociable. I very diplomatically carried on a bunch of conversations. I know, it was amazing. But I haven't, uh, I haven't told them that we're moving in together yet. Oh, really? No, no, oh. not. So that, that, was, that was an idea we came up with a week well, ago today. It, well. And since then, you've done some big things. Oh my god. Yeah, so you adopted some ducks. I, yeah, there are there are ducks in a box on my living room floor, making cute little duck noises, <laughs> which is so good. Makes me feel like a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> their little arms. Uh, but what else did you do? Told my building manager that I was moving out. <gasps> I gave I gave notice. Scandal. Which is terrifying because I don't know what the next apartment is that I'm living in yet. So and it's you, like And you lived here for six years. I didn't realise that until today. Yeah. So you lived here for six years, you meet me, a month later you move out. <laughs> no, it's like it's more than a month. It's like forty hold on, I'm gonna check. Forty five days. Okay, I don't have to check, I'll just put my <laughs> phone back down. Yeah, so forty five days ago I was uh secure in the knowledge that I would be living in this apartment for the foreseeable future, and now... So what you're saying is I've ruined your life. You've ruined my fucking life, Peter. <laughs> so, there's a thing I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. I thought it'd be interesting to talk to you about it on the podcast. Okay. Which is, we've talked a lot about the similarities between us. Mm -hmm. There's a big, big difference between us. Okay. Do you have any idea what this could be? I don't know, but I'm scared. I was very, very much like you until I moved countries. Which is that I used to own a lot of stuff. And mm. now I'm a huge minimalist. And you own a lot of stuff. And I'm like, this is going to cause tension. Let's get this on the podcast. <laughs> I used to own a lot more stuff than this. That's insane. Yeah, <laughs> you own well. so much stuff. Yeah, it, it is a lot of stuff. And there has been 
more stuff that has accumulated since I've moved in here, right? Because I've been in the same... Yeah, that'll do it. Six and, years in one place. And it's the, the thing is, too, that a lot of the stuff that is in this apartment is school stuff. Really? So it shouldn't actually be here. I'm, I'm doing a very suspicious look right now. Uh, yeah, it is very suspicious. Yeah. I'm super suspicious of this idea. Yeah, I try my best not to acquire the things. The problem would be the storage space situation. Okay, can I can I just get you to describe what is behind you right now? Shelves. But what is on those shelves? DVDs. <laughs> like how many DVDs? 400 and some odd DVDs. So here's something you don't know about me. Okay. Before I left Australia, I owned upwards of 1,800 DVDs. And then what happened? I got rid of all of them and felt better. Did you? And so having this amount of DVDs is really stressful to me. Why? I'm aware of how unnecessary they are and how much space and time and energy they take up. Unnecessary because you have redundancies like stuff on hard drives. Just because the internet exists. Right. I go to cottages and to places where the internet does not exist with fair enough frequency that having DVDs makes sense because there is no internet right but before you go you still have internet yes i do so So, you're telling me that i should be downloading things yes Uh uh-huh which i thought i thought i don't know i didn't know how this would be received so i thought it'd be interesting i want to fight with you roxy good luck (laughs) i don't well yeah i don't i don't say i mean points of view are really important and shared living spaces need to be comfortable for everybody that's living in them right so i didn't want to be like throw out your stuff i just wanted to talk about the stuff and you know that more than half of this collection isn't mine right whose is it a friend named timothy's does he know that you're moving he does not this is very new news right it is very new yeah 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 so his parents i'm not trying to pick a fight i was just like i don't know how this conversation is gonna go and i'm really interested yeah no i've got no problem with this conversation and it's it's a fair point, right? Like this is a junior one bedroom apartment. It's really small, and it is it, chockers. Yeah, it's just. You guys say chockers in Canada? No, but I know what you are saying. Chocolate. Yeah, that's not what you mean. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just before we started recording this, I said like this is really upsetting to me that it looks like this. How do you spell Jekyll? J e c k y l. I've been spelling it J e k y l l for a long time. And only when I look at the DVD behind you am I like, I don't think that's right. So you're saying that the DVDs are useful to you right now? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every time I want to I want to know how to spell a word, I buy a DVD with it on the case. Well, I mean, that would be how you'd get more than a thousand DVDs. <laughs> so many. Okay, so what what else is stressful to you about... Uh, he's And he's literally sitting in a pile of stuff right now. Like, <laughs> there is a hard drive, there is... Uh, pile of papers there are ducks in a in a box there are like you know it's pretty pretty cluttery my 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 worry like i'm gonna go with the ideal situation did i tell you about when i hired tanya i was talking to my art director for jellybean games about her being the art director this is before i hired her and i was like look i just had the most amazing conversation with my partner where i was just like here is my ideal situation and we went from there so i'm gonna try this and so i said here is my ideal situation and we went from there and now i have a art director who I think is amazing. And Tanya was like, this is a good system. I'm going to start using this ideal situation <laughs> system. So I may have discovered a new system for interacting with the world that is useful. Oh my gosh. Um, tell people what you uh, are hoping for. Yeah. Tell, tell people what you need. 
convey, like communicate. Are you making fun of me? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's your ideal situation? I'm gonna go on another tangent first. Okay. Which I love is that. I don't know how obvious it was when I was just talking then, but I was avoiding pronouns when talking about Tanya. Because that has just become how I deal with oh. pronouns now. <laughs> I've created a pathological situation in yeah. Peter's brain. Yeah, like it's just like <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong pronouns, so I just totally avoid saying them now. Is that like when you're with a sexual partner and you don't say their name during coitus because you're afraid of calling them by the wrong name? It's never that happened. There's never been a fear, no. Really? Okay, so but I imagine it has been for you. Yeah, it might have been. Okay, so my ideal situation. Is not is not a reasonable situation. The ideal situation would just be like going through with a, a, a bag and just throwing out most stuff when we move. Because I've moved countries multiple times now, I'm really of the opinion that you don't need stuff and life is better with less stuff. But that's not a, that's not an opinion I want to enforce on others. Except we are moving in together, so it's it's a weird area. Um, By the way, I'm really excited about moving in. Oh my god! It's really really fucking exciting. It is. Why are you excited? And then we'll get back to this because i just like spending time with you is so easy which is just like it's insanely easy uh like i came around last night while you were asleep at like 5 a.m and then we woke up and then like had a conversation i came and hung out on the couch while you're in the bed and we had a conversation of two rooms and i did some work and you had a nap give me an example of what is not easily interacting with somebody Worrying that you need to be spending time with them or doing certain things or providing something that you don't necessarily want to provide at that point. So you feel that there's not very many obligatory yeah. interactive hoops that you have to jump through? It, yes, and I think that is because a lot of the stuff that you need is stuff that I voluntarily want to give, like cuddles. Oh man, you're so good at cuddles. I love cuddles. <laughs> You're very good to cuddle. <laughs> but like not, not cuddles, not requested cuddles, just like passive cuddles. Like I demand cuddles a lot more than you demand cuddles. Uh, I'm like, come here, give me a cuddle now. Yes, this is true. And when I'm told to give cuddles, I'm like, oh, what if I didn't want to? Like even if I did, I'm still like, <laughs> what if I didn't want to give a cuddle at that point? What about that? Which is dumb. And I'm, I'm arguably hip- hypocritical about it. The only time that I've demanded cuddles is when you've been too far away and I've been too lazy to get up but I would just kind of come over and I plop myself down and enforce cuddles more often than you do that's true that that bothers me not at all (laughs) you don't demand things you're just like there for the things Uh, and like I can go on my phone and that's something that we've discussed in a previous podcast like I was with someone once who whenever I went on my phone they would take it as a personal slight against them and that's fucking exhausting Um, (laughs) like I can't deal with that yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm the same way. Oh, every once in a while, I I need to do things on my phone, and it's not like the impulsive. Oh, I wonder what's going on on social media. It's like I have I to do something for work. There's there's yeah. something obligatory, and it's really really nice that there's no problem with that. Yeah, no, not at all. Okay, uh, so can we talk about all sorts of stuff now? Oh, well, hang on. Uh, the other thing is that <laughs> I'm super annoying. And it doesn't bug you. Give me an example of what you consider to be super annoying. I spent probably more than half an hour this morning trying to get you to eat your phone. You did, and I didn't eat my phone. <laughs> but you understand that's the most annoying thing, yeah? 
Were you annoyed? No, it's not. No. See, like, <laughs> um, it doesn't register with okay. you as an annoying thing. So let me let me tell a story. This is a story about when R- Roxy. Fuck, I don't say a boot. <laughs> Roxy, how annoying I am? You're not annoying. Bewildering to me that you're not annoyed by me. Like, I love myself, <laughs> but I'm definitely the most <laughs> annoying person on the fucking planet. And so, like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that it's a it's a basic compatibility thing where the stuff that it just doesn't bother you like it actually just doesn't bother you once upon a time yep roxy and peter were at the museum is it this peter yeah okay it's this peter and they were they were kind of bored at the museum because there wasn't very much interesting stuff to look at which is ridiculous because there's like bajillions of dollars worth of interesting stuff but (laughs) we talked about at the time there was a story yeah uh and i was kind of there with you i was just mostly excited to physically be in the same space with you despite the fact that there was nothing really interesting that was grabbing my attention there yeah. except for you so we sit down on a couch <laughs> he's tossing his head back and laughing because he's a fuck okay so we sit down on a couch and i'm like oh i should text my friend taryn because i'm gonna go over to taryn and her boyfriend chris's house and we're gonna you that's, know that's what we were driving in the last podcast yes so i start texting taryn trying to make plans for us to go out later and then peter goes Oh, let's send Taryn a text. And I didn't realize that he'd maneuvered his body so that my hands were like a little bit, a little bit tucked up. And then he writes, fuck you. Fuck off. Oh, fuck off. And then hits, and then hits send. And then he keeps my phone far enough away from me that I can't reach it. And I'm trying to be quiet so as not to disturb the other patrons of the museum. And... Then the three dots appear that show that Taryn is texting, and it was so stressful, and she says, excuse me? And only then did Peter give me my phone back. That wasn't annoying, but he later discovered that I have a social anxiety issue, and that right there. That's true. Oh, my God. When Oh, oh being misunderstood and having it create a negative impact on my life that that is part of the social anxiety and uh it was it was that okay stuff stuff every time i have ever moved i've gone through a whole lot of purging of stuff things uh-huh. that i've accumulated i am not expecting that this will be any different i don't collect things just to collect them see i i, I chronically do that and you and i have many similarities mm-hmm. and it's a habit that i have worked hard to break (laughs) nowadays i collect stuff digitally which is not space consuming Hmm. because i have unlimited storage online i have about a once a month cycle where i go through my apartment and clean out different different things that has not happened in about two months because of workload oh my god and dating everything (laughs) so um this uncontrolled clutter thing that's going on in here is not something that i would be worried about if i were you I just, I, I look at above your shelves and there's all these books and I'm like, realistically, do you read those books? There are antique books that are up there. The oldest one that I have is from 1480. What? Well, I mean, it's kept up there because, and actually, yeah, I do go, I don't know if you've, if you've noticed, but I go up there and get books and bring them down fairly, fairly frequently. No. Things uh, don't look like they're moving because I've got sections for stuff. Eh. But yeah, like the other day I had to go up and get an etiquette book. What, what did you What did you learn about etiquette? I, well, I'm uh, doing wedding stuff. So I had a really stupidly romantic thought 
uh-huh. than I thought I'd tell you. What's that? Which is that, how do I know how to freeze it? <laughs> Don't stick your tongue out at me. Knowing yeah. you uh-huh. has made me understand the idea of soulmates. Oh. He's vomiting. <laughs> I have similar thoughts every day, all day. And that's, it's the, I figure in a podcast it's named for love. I don't, I don't want to sit here and be lovey-dovey, which we could easily do for an hour. Oh, God. I love you more. <laughs> no, yeah, I love true. you more. <laughs> Who is that? It was that, you. Was that Todd? No, it wasn't Why Todd. Why is he in this? Do you, do you want me to do the voice I worked out for you? Oh, please. Yeah, this is the voice that Peter does. <laughs> what he's doing. Okay, so hold on. Before you do that, when people do impressions of their significant others, they will either do, they'll do one of two things. If it's a man... And he's got a female partner. He will do inevitably an impression of his mom nagging, and that's what it sounds like. And if it's a, a woman who's who's going out with a man, usually I have noticed that it turns into dumb guy voice, which could easily also be like an impression of the guy's brother, like a frat boy, like a yeah. standard. Okay, what does your impression of me sound like? I'm Roxy. It's it's so bad, and it's like... I make kids do all my work. That's it sounds like. vaguely Southern. Okay, sorry, no, the, the podcast listeners <laughs> will be confused. That was me actually doing an impersonation of Roxy. That wasn't just Roxy talking over her. I know, it sounds a whole lot like me. Right, it's... it's... <laughs> I mean, when you, when you listen back to this file, you'll be like, I don't remember saying that. It turns out that's just how good my impersonation is. Sometimes he puts words in my mouth and he'll do it using that voice. <laughs> and it's really, really fucked up because I get confused. Yeah. Because my mouth isn't moving, but I, I know, hear... Is this, is this my conscience? I hear my own is voice. Is this my conscience? Okay, why do I sound like that? I mean, that's, that's a nurture versus nature question, I think. Why do you sound like that? <laughs> He's not going to give anybody a straight answer, so I'm going to give up. <laughs> I don't do impressions of you, Peter, because I'm kind. Mm, it's because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing. I'm so out of it. It's, it's what is it, like 2 a.m. We spend the day sleeping at weird times. Oh, I, man. I've, I've just got off my keto diet, and so my, my brain is just like, I don't know how energy works anymore. Let's sleep for eight hours in the middle of the day. <laughs> Thanks for the carbs, ass. Have a nap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Super confusing. I, I napped because I have been up so late, so frequently, thinking about Peter Thanks. I stay up all night. Anything new? It's mostly like just being excited. Cyclically being excited and not being able to deal with it and being so tired that I can't put energy into anything meaningful and purposeful. So I just lie in my bed staring at my ceiling or I turn on Fireplace Channel. And stare at the log burning uh, on so, fireplace so channel. Our, our new our new segment is I say new, this is the third podcast. <laughs> our segment is uh what's something you've learned? What's the weirdest thing you've learned about the other person this week? You go first, because I went first last time. Okay. Roxy, he said, avoiding pronouns, <laughs> locks his door at night, as you do, and then also locks his bedroom door at night. So like <laughs> It's to keep the monsters out. Yeah, <laughs> that's a strange thing. That is a thing that I find very strange. Why? I don't understand why you do it. Because I live by myself. Right. But like, and what? because there are enough people that have keys to my apartment 
like the superintendent and my neighbors, that if I was sleeping nakedly with my bedroom door open, I only one time living in an apartment had my super who was such clo- close friends with me that like they're legally obligated to give you a 24 hour notice uh-huh. when they're going to come in. I overslept. They figured I'd be at work, but I had taken that day off just to get some extra sleep and to run some errands. They unlocked my door and came in with work guys and my bedroom <laughs> door was open oh, and no. I was full on starkers. You were choppers. I, well, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Chocolate. I also, when, when they were doing work on the outside of the building, I had guys coming down on a swing stage outside of my window. My bedroom window was open and I was naked. And I opened my eyes and there were these guys doing window work outside. And I <laughs> waved at them and they waved at me and we both laughed. And I was like, yeah, so that happened. The super thought it was really funny, so... Like if it doesn't bother you, why why lock your door? It bothers me because I would like to not be jumping out of my skin when I first wake up and realize that somebody's looking at me while I'm naked. It's not the most pleasant way to wake up. And why should I let it bother me if it's already happening? I would prefer to not, and that's why I lock my door. <laughs> yeah, it seems so weird to me. Yeah, yeah so... but it's not going to be a problem when I'm not living by myself anymore. Oh, yeah, no, it's not a problem. It's, it's, not, it's not behavior I wish to change. It's just, this is the segment. It's what's the weirdest thing you've learned. Yeta. Mine is not like super duper exciting, but like you've told me before, but hearing and then internalizing the fact that you have 26 cousins <laughs> is, is really, really side. weird on one side. 26 cousins on one side, really weird. Why do you think my Kickstarter did so well? <laughs> because half of Australia is related to you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Are you close? With, I know you're close with your immediate family. Yeah, my brother right? and my sister. You, you guys communicate fairly frequently, like multiple times a day fairly frequently. Yeah, constantly. Which is amazing. What about your extended family? I have one cousin who I do a podcast called Being Honest With My Ex. When I go back to Melbourne, at some point we're going to do a live show and it'll be called Being Honest With My Ex Live or something like that. And as well as, my, as, well as SJ, who's my main ex, we'll get other exes up. And that'll include my cousin because we were basically married for like seven years. His name's Gavin and he lives in, he lived in Queensland when I was a kid. I lived in Sydney. Mm. And we were just like the most exciting part of every year was when I got to see Gavin. And then when we turned 18, we both moved to Brisbane and got to live together and like daily excitement. That's awesome. Like getting to live, like you, you, you would understand what I'm talking about because you're very excited that we get to live together and I'm very excited we get to live together. It's like that with Gavin. Who I'd known for you know 18 years at that point yeah and then we lived together on and off over the course of about seven years or so and in that before we lived together we recorded three comedy dvds together while we lived together we recorded three pilots tv pilots uh, he was the ninja <laughs> amazing and nowadays we talk probably once every two weeks or so like just because of busyness and stuff like yeah. that but like he's, he's still the person i've been closest with the longest and one of the people I've ever in my life been the most close with. I love him. That's adorable. He's, he's, he's more like a brother than a cousin. Ah, Peter's whole family's situation is just amazing. And he, he's, he's the one cousin who I'm super close with. And then the rest, I... Like, there's probably upwards of 15 that I haven't talked to in over half a decade now. Wow. Gavin drops out of the realm of cousin and becomes brother, and everyone else is firmly, like, cousin. Gotcha. 
26. Yeah. Like, I can name, I can eventually name all of them. That's an entire class of elementary school children. Yeah, so when I was a kid, we used to have a family get-together every month. <laughs> uh, that was my next question. <laughs> amazing. And so, like, the, the rare time when Gavin could be there, they were the highlights. But the rest of the time, like, I still had all these cousins I'd hang out with. And when I launched my Kickstarter, I sent out a, a big burst of mail to all these people, just an email to everyone being like, hey, guys, I'm doing this thing. And the other cousin who's my age, so Gavin and I are the same age, and we have one other cousin, David, who's the same age, and he supported me at, like, one of the really high pledges just to support me and to, and to be lovely and stuff like that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Giant family. Really wonderful. Big old family. That's why I want a million kids. That's a lot of kids. I got a lot of sperm. <laughs> You're going to have to get a lot of uteruses, too, then. I mean, I, I, I don't have any at the moment. It's true. I have zero uteri. Work on it. <laughs> so yeah we uh we're moving in together it's, it's in motion do you have any concerns no i have i have no concerns it's gonna be pretty cruisy <laughs> i know and every once in a while i i think gosh i should have a concern i'm concerned that i don't have any concern and see the... that that's where my suspicion comes from that we talked about in the first episode yeah that I... there are no concerns yeah i worked it out uh, i was thinking about it a couple of days back it's the fairy tale where you haven't seen Coraline. We've got to watch Coraline. Okay. What do you want to do after this podcast? you want to watch Coraline? Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Okay, we'll talk about Coraline next time. Okay. But, um, uh, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll finish that whole thought after we've seen Coraline. <laughs> It'll make more sense in that context. Do you have any concerns? Just the, just the stuff. I, I was never worried about that. I was just like, oh, that's the thing that I've worked very hard to escape from. Um, <laughs> Having a bunch of stuff. Yeah, no, it's not going to be a problem. There's a there's a lot of things in this apartment that are not coming with me. What about these ducks? The oh, the ducks. They'll be grown up by then, won't they? Yeah. I think my only concern is a self concern, not a not a Roxy concern. Mm -hmm. Is that I'm worried that I will not take you for granted because I do try to appreciate you a lot, but like you are quite happy to do things that I'm like I should be doing. Like, tonight you cooked dinner. There was no reason that you should cook dinner. I was equally capable of cooking dinner. Like, I'm behind on work. You're also behind on work. Like, there's no reason why you are the one who cooks dinner instead of me. Except that I knew that you would, and so I just kind of let it happen. And that's, that's, not, that's not Peter at his most ideal form, and I'm worried about that as, a, as the start of a habit. I am upwardly mobile in my career, and that is taking an incredible amount of time and effort on my part. I also am quite enamored with you, and so it would be very easy for anything that you asked, I would do. Mm. The thing is that that will not work with my career aspirations. Yeah, and so, I, would, I would not be interested in you if that was going to be the way things work. Like that's. I think that if we both were like, oh shit, we've got so much work to do, oh, th this needs to get done, one of us could figure out like, you know, like either do it or I'm not beyond having a housekeeper. <laughs> yeah. So like someone to come and prepare meals and whatever. But I'm, I'm fairly sure that equity is important to both of us. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. Hugely important. You know, I don't, I don't think that I'm worried about that. Have we talked about the fact that you friended my brother and sister on Facebook? I can't remember if we've discussed that. I don't know. They're awesome. Oh my god, and your brother heard me talk for the first time today? No, he heard you talk uh, like a week or two ago. When? when? Oh, in a video probably, right? No, in uh, when we were doing Let's Write a Movie episode three or four. Because he, was... he said for the first time today that 
Oh my gosh, I didn't expect you to have a Canadian accent. I think but... maybe then you weren't a person. You were just like this abstract, oh, Peter's dating people. And now you're Roxy. <laughs> you know? I've got a Canadian accent and it was interesting. Uh, <laughs> you talked to my friend Kate as well. And she was just like, the, the reason I've avoided pronouns is because now every time I say a pronoun, there is like a second of think space before I can say it. And so that pause before she is me just doing a quick mental check to make sure that I'm using the correct pronoun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know that the more you use pronouns, the less this will be a problem, right? Hopefully. I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm not worried. I'm just amused. I'm just pointing out this habit I've noticed in myself of avoiding pronouns. So <laughs> I was talking to Kate and you were there and Kate was like, please say more things. <laughs> Tim Hortons is delicious, eh? <laughs> oh my God, it's wonderful to hear. <laughs> yeah, so I friended your siblings on Facebook. How's that going? Not much has been said back and forth because of busy. Your sister and I have talked about dresses, fancy things, <laughs> and where to find them. And you're both teachers, too. And we're both teachers, which is adorable. Yeah, and your brother and I have talked about just like, hey, what are you doing today? Hey, what are you doing today? All right, I'm going to bed because of massive time zone differences. But yeah, My brother and sister are the best. They are pretty great. It's true. Hey, you hey. want to watch Coraline? Yeah. Hey, do you know who I love so much? Is it Coraline? No. Is it Neil Gaiman? No. Is it Hitler? Is it Neil Gaiman's wife? Amanda Palmer. Oh, oh, it should be. Should well, yeah, I do love her. She's the best. <laughs> She's not the best. She's the third best. After Hitler and me. No. God damn it. What? You're saying Hitler's better than me? No. Stop. <laughs> You're going to cut all this out. <laughs> I think it's a good example of how really annoying I am. And my constant... Now I've talked about it. That's the same. And my constant bafflement that you're not only like fine with it, but like... I feel blessed that you put up with how annoying I am. And you're like, well, why would that be a problem? <laughs> One day we're going to have a take a Peter to work day. And you will come to the building see, okay. that I work in. The way that you, you will react see. to me is me and kids. Like, they just don't bother me. <laughs> and, and one of my best friends hates kids. And, like, the slightest noise of a kid is enough to drive up the wall. And I'm just surrounded by screaming kids being like, ah, kids. I was visiting a friend of mine who has a newborn baby. He just cried for like the whole time we were there. And he was he was just apologetic the whole time. The next day he came in, he was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, genuinely, it doesn't even register. Yeah, but it's like, picture you. Now picture you times 30. Now picture 22 classes of you times 30. And that is the riffraff that I deal with. Is that why you love me? Because I'm basically a grown-up kid. <laughs> Have we cracked this code? <laughs> no, you're, we're just so close. We're so close in personality <laughs> that it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, broad relationship check-in. How's it all going? So good. No issue? No issue. So in love. So excited about so moving in together. good. What do you think? It's good. I think I might be out of the infatuation phase, which is just to say, like, I still absolutely fucking adore you, but I'm not, like, burning up with it in the way that I was in the early days. You know what is a good indicator of that is when we got back from lunch with my parents. And I was like, I am so full of carbs. I am going to go and lie in bed. And you were like, all right, well, have fun with that. And I come out <laughs> later and Peter's got like, you know, his belly hanging out, 
tiny thing that it is because his shirt's unbuttoned at the bottom <laughs> and he's just lying snoring with his mouth open on my couch and I'm like yeah that that's mine that right there <laughs> but the fact that we can kind of spread out in my yeah. tiny apartment is a good is a good indicator oh okay here's the other thing that i was gonna mention okay you said something and i forgot about it until now that mm. made me a little bit uncomfortable uh-oh uh which is we were around at your neighbor's place for dinner and you made some kind of reference to the fact that you were dating a sexual dream of some kind. I was like, that's weird to me that you would say that to people. What is weird? I think the like, keep looking at Jekyll and being like, is that how you spell it? I think the s sexual compliments in the presence of neutral parties slash friends. I think that's weird to me. Gotcha. Those two have disclosed so 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 much right i didn't have that so, context to me it happens so frequently that like by contrast i have disclosed relatively little <laughs> yeah okay i am really sorry okay. that i made you uncomfortable no, i wasn't like sobbing on the inside or anything like that in that context i'm like that makes sense like like me right now <laughs> oh why because the the thought of misstepping is Oh, right, upsetting. the social anxiety thing. No, and, like, thinking that it would be a transgression that would make you uncomfortable. It is pretty hard to make me uncomfortable. Yeah, pretty so... pretty comfortable kind of guy. Except when I do things Lying like that. Lying around with a belly up. I wasn't, I wasn't like, ah, I was just like, huh, I have, a, I have a feeling here. This is interesting. Make a mental note of this one. I'm not used to having feelings. Yeah. The, the cold, hard stone-faced man that I am. I know, you certainly, certainly are. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Oh, talk, about, so talk sorry about the grinny though. face. Talk about the gr No, no, I'm not worried at all. Okay. Thank you for being sorry. Genuinely, like, I was just like, that was a thought I had. That's it. Gotcha. Uh, you have nothing to worry about. Gotcha. Talk about the grin. Peter does this face when he thinks he's getting away with things, and... Um, <laughs> Every time you say this, you describe it a different way. He, like, opens his mouth and cocks his head slightly to the side, and his eyebrows go up a little bit, and it's like, he'll do, he'll do something that he would consider to be annoying, and he'll do it to me repeatedly over and over and over again, and then he'll do the face like, eh? Funny? <laughs> Funny, Peter? And I have started involuntarily doing that. So, yeah, that's... Fucking best. It is. It's really, really funny. I love you. I love you, too. I'm sorry for making you feel socially anxious. That wasn't my intent. No, it was not so much that, but it's something that would change my behavior in the future, though, hearing that that was uh, something that you thought about. Do you have a preferred way of me telling you these things? No. Okay. I don't. What about skywriting? <laughs> the way you're telling me right now is good. Okay, cool. On a podcast. <laughs> well, I don't know. Having really focused relationship talks once a week is... Such a good idea. Such a good idea. It's super healthy. It's super good. So, like, if you were to bring up something that was, like, traumatizing and you were recording it, you know, <laughs> well, that's just good radio. No, I. We can always decide later, like what what, stay, what stays and what goes. But I don't know. I don't have any problem with you. Hey, anyway. Last thing, and then we'll watch Karine. Okay. I'm going away for two weeks, two to three weeks. You are. What's what's your what's your what's your take on it? I'm gonna miss you a whole lot. 
a long time ago, um, became very aware that a lot of people wish that future things are coming to such an extent that they totally stop appreciating the present completely and totally. I'm guilty of that sometimes. Um, yeah, so am I, but like everybody is. Whereas I, years ago, past Roxy, might have been tempted to say, oh man, I wish that the two to three weeks would pass quickly and then I could be around you more. I'm going to be. So I'm going to try my best to... Not if I get shot in Try not Columbus. to Try not to get shot in... The dangerous gun town. Dangerous gun town. Um, yeah. I'm going to try to be in the present and enjoy my time. Like, I'm going to miss you. The thing about hanging out with you is not necessarily that I miss you when you're not there. It's just it feels so natural when I am here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's why I'm like, moving in is just the obvious choice because it's like living alone, but slightly better with none of the disadvantages <laughs> of being around someone else. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is a great way to put that. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a fact. Like, I'm going down for exciting reasons. I'm going to do exciting things. I'm going to be so busy. It's going to be fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. I need a little bit of a break from my current life, just going burning myself out. Mm -hmm. And so going away and not having the weird life of constant work that I'm having at the moment is going to be good for me. But also, like, because it is it is a fact, I've been kind of looking at it being like, it's a fact. How is this a good thing? Man, it's interesting. You know, I'm going to fall in really intensely with this person, spend a bunch of time with them. Now I'm going to have. Two weeks away. Two weeks is not even that much. <laughs> two weeks is two weeks is not that much. But when I went to the cottage for two nights, one night, <laughs> I was out of out of communication range because my cell phone didn't work very well up where all the trees were, and that was brutal. But yeah. that was also in the depths of infatuation city. That's true. So and so I'm kind of like it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be a good thing in that like you know. If, if I come back, I'm like, oh, man, I actually hate Roxy. That's not going to happen. I keep, <laughs> I, keep, I keep saying these things and freaking you out. And they're being like, nope, got to stop saying them. But I just broke my lease. Oh. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon you could get away with unbreaking it if you absolutely had to. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Especially if you come back saying that. <laughs> I'm not going to, but like, uh, it'll just be interesting. I think it'll be interesting is what I'm trying to say. And we're going to record these podcasts long distance. So I'm going to remember to run you through how that works before I go. Yes, please. I love you. I love you too. That's all. Any last thoughts? No. Coraline. Coraline. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hi. What is the date today? I don't know. You knew we were doing this. It is Tuesday, June 13th. And it is... 8.07 in the morning. Too early. So, what did you think of that episode? I thought it was adorable. I think that we're very adorable. I think that we are adorable also. Uh, I had I made some notes. I was up until 4 a.m. editing it, so I'm a little bit... Yeah, you're a little bit out of it. A little bit out of it. Uh, the fact that I like just demand cuddles from you is a thing that I still do all the time. And it's really, like, that's what I like about this podcast. I get to listen to that as what it was like a new thing. Yeah. So we're coming to terms with it. Like, that's, just, that's just the relationship. Like, <laughs> that's just how it goes. Yeah, and I still impose cuddles on you. Like, I will I will come up and splat myself. Uh, we do a thing that I realize that I do in real life on both podcasts that I do, this one and Being Honest with My Ex, where if, like, there's something coming up that's going to be a lot of feelings and I'm worried about someone feeling bad, I will divert to a lighthearted topic for a while and then circle back to it. Yes. And I don't know, I've, just never, I've never called that out before. I thought it was interesting. Uh, in this case, it was the spelling of Jekyll. I was like, oh man, this is getting heavy. Let's, let's, let's distract for a while, calm everyone down, and then come back to it. Yeah, and then I spelled Jekyll wrong because I forgot an L, <laughs> which is 
Nice and embarrassing for me. You also do this thing where you will say very dramatically, I have something to say. Yeah. I have a thought. <laughs> and then everybody holds their breath as we wait to find out what that is. That's true. Yes. I like I like to announce things. <laughs> it's been a year. How many times since we recorded that do you think you've read those books that you were talking about? I probably make reference to them. I don't know. I hold a I hold a physical book from that book collection at least once a week. What? Yeah. That's bananas. Yeah. I think I'm surprised because I've literally never seen this happen. Nor have I ever seen any of the books off the shelf. You spend a lot of time doing computer things where you are not looking at me. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it, it is... It would be like if I was like, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I rock climb. I do it once a week. Like, there's, I, there's just been no evidence of it, so it's surprising. Yeah, but why... Like, if I'm using a book for, for work and I'm doing work, like, why why would I bring it over and announce it like i'm not i'm not saying that i'm just saying like i use the it thing is, it I is put surprising it to me because it's something i've never ever ever experienced okay that accent that impersonation of you pretty solid can't believe that one's that one's been lost to the ages oh my god yeah you do <laughs> you do a canadian accent and that stuck around that stuck around I, th- I think that'll come up in a future episode oh my gosh at one point i say he was the ninja which is a very out-of-context kind of thing to say in reference to my cousin Gavin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had just watched one of the pilots that I shot, which is called Nap Time, in which he plays a ninja, right. which is the, the context for that. So there's a link to that episode in the show notes. You, for the first time, say what your ideal situation is, and then you tell me what your ideal situation is. Well, I'd, I'd done that the previous week. I just hadn't announced it. Because that was me being like, hey, that system we used in the car was really good. And I've been using it since then. That has stopped more ridiculous conversations than anything else. Like, <laughs> it's just it's just so good to say what you want to the person that you want it from. It's a, it's a pretty great system. Oh I recommend gosh. it. There is a point where you were having a little freak out. And it was really interesting listening to that. Because now I know your voice so well that I could tell that you're having a freak out. The moment you said that, I was like, oh, no, is Roxy okay? Whereas a year ago, I, I was just oblivious, just bumbling on. Yeah, well, it was like a twofold freak out because thing number one, I had done something that I absolutely couldn't anticipate would make you uncomfortable because pretty much nothing makes you uncomfortable. So there's that. And then you're recording it while you bring it up. Like, <laughs> like I don't think that that could get more uncomfortable for me. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting that I can now read your voice like a book. Like at a the time, book. At the time, I could not. I thought it was funny to hear you talking about the fact that you, that on some level you were like, man, I wish that the two to three weeks you're going to be in America would pass in an instant. <laughs> uh, why did you think that's funny? Well, people will find out about that next week. <laughs> and then the the last thing I wanted to mention is how interesting I found that to edit because the, like the sheer number of things that we discussed that are relevant to a conversation we've had in the last week. <laughs> there were just like five or six things that we bring up in that podcast that are now relevant. Like they're, they're still relevant or they've just become relevant again. Like fears we voiced about moving in together or concerns about, like, I don't want to go into a huge amount of detail, but I, just, I found that really interesting to listen to that conversation and be like, oh, we were talking about that then, we were talking about this then, we were talking about that then, and a lot of them were just stuff that's come up again 
really recently. Uh, yeah, I was also thinking that as I was listening to it. Last week's I listened to with a fair amount of trepidation because I found the conversation fairly stressful. This week's, though, was a joy to listen to. You're here? Nope. I love you. I love you too.